Hey guys, I'm Darcy, founder of Spirit. And I'm Kelly, the chief technical officer of Spirit. Back in 2011, we formed the Supernatural Paranormal Investigations and Research Institute, searching for answers to mysterious things that were happening in our little corner of Canada. And we haven't stopped searching for those answers ever since. Join us on our podcast, Canadian Spirit, as we dive into all of Canada's most famous and forgotten paranormal mysteries. Examine the evidence and try to figure out what might be behind Canada's ghosts, cryptids, and UFO encounters. In Canadian Spirit, you'll get a peek behind the curtain and see for yourself what being a paranormal investigator is really like and learn something about Canadian history, which isn't as boring as it sounds. Even if it is, we're a pair of chuckle fucks, so we'll do our best to make it entertaining. So come along for the ride and discover for yourself what makes the land of maple and hockey so wonderfully weird. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, you know, wherever you find your podcasts. And remember, raccoons are aliens, werewolves are perverts, and ghosts are just downright rude sometimes. Hey there, I'm Lisa. And I'm Agnes. And together, we are Sass and Sips, a watch rewatch podcast. We want to personally invite you to check out our podcast, where we'll be discussing TV shows from two perspectives. One who has seen the show before. And one who's not so sure. While we drink a lot. <laughs> I mean, like a lot, a lot. <laughs> Every season, we will focus on a new show. And for our first season, we have chosen the iconic show, Lost. We hope that you will come over and check us out. We can be found on your favorite podcast platform or at sassandsips.com. If you're down for drinks, friends, and television, then make sure you listen and subscribe. Because we're down for all of it. Yes. So listen with your bestie, open your favorite bottle, and sip and sass with Sass and Sips. (laughs) (laughs) It's the fact that you pulled away. This is the Nostal Junk Podcast, where one person's junk is another person's childhood. I'm Matt McGraw. And I'm Kyle Smith. Join us as we take a deep dive into your pop culture consciousness. But yeah, welcome back to the Nostal Junk Podcast. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Kyle Smith, joined always by... Matt. Matt. Just just Matt. (laughs) Matt. Uh, and yeah, so last last week, man, I um, I made it through, Matt. I made it. I made it. What through. do you mean, made it through? It wasn't like it was that atrocious. It was maybe just it wasn't atrocious. It was like it was a voyage th- through confusion. I wa- watching it again, uh, listening to the the podcast back, 
I can see how now, like watching it for the second time, I could remember certain scenes and I can definitely understand why that would be such a memorable movie from and something you kind of would go back to as a kid and just laugh at and just because it's how silly it is, you know? Well, it's it's completely entertaining. Like the the entire time, it's not that it's boring; it's that it's wacky and it's all over the place. You're and as an adult, maybe watching it for the first time, you find yourself going, "What is going on?" Yeah, maybe because I was maybe because I'm an adult, I couldn't. Get, you know, maybe I was. Th- you think about it too much now as an adult watching a movie. Maybe there's something interesting about that. Maybe that I couldn't give myself completely over. That like a kid just would be watching some kind of random spectacle it was it is random that's for sure um yeah because you you and i when we did our first episode we talked about movies and i had said that the goonies was in my top five the goonies allows you to be a kid again yeah right so this this movie is from my childhood that doesn't necessarily make you be a kid again but because it's from my childhood i can't help but channel those nostalgic moments exactly that take you back to your childhood exactly Anyway, here we go. This oh, wait, is- wait, I just want to give, Whoa. before we get started, I do want to give a couple shout-outs to some people. Do it. One, uh, Sandy Gallant, a guy, I actually used to work with this guy, but he wrote us on Facebook and said, uh, but this is going back to the our TV episodes, uh, mm-hmm. our TV episode we did a couple weeks ago. Right. And he mentioned one of his favorite shows was The Wonder Years. Oh, wow. I that- know, and I saw that, and I'm like, you win. Like, that that show is pure, It it's like evokes nostalgia it's about nostalgia you know what i mean yeah that's that's very it's funny that you put it that way because the show itself is nostalgic because it's narrated by his adult self remembering the stories of yeah so great pick sandy love that that show is amazing obviously uh and another shout out our we do have our first i believe international listener one of my oldest friends paul listening all the way from australia so yeah, we're kudos, in, Paul. I know international now. Yeah, we down under. <laughs> Forgive me. Recently, we ran a couple of spots that you might have heard. Uh, some friends of ours with the Facing Off podcast, where they pit one movie against another and see which one kind of comes out as the winner. I love that idea. Yeah, I'm it's a, great. Down for stuff like that. So uh, yeah, well, let's get this the show rolling. Yeah. What are we talking about this week? Toys. Toys. <laughs> Man, I remember when I was like, I'm trying to think back how far I can remember just like my room in the basement of my house. And like the, remember like you had a toy box? Remember having a toy box? Brother. So many. I remember I had even this like old school, like hand me down uh, rocking horse, like uh, with the the spring, not like a, not completely made of wood, but had like these springs. It was all rickety and it squeaked. Yes. Like the body was kind of, didn't have any legs, but it was. Yeah. It was a metal frame with the springs. Yeah. And the horse itself was a plastic horse that you (laughs) might've seen on like a Christmas display out front. Not completely safe by any means looking back, but yeah, it was, I had one. I had one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Wicked. Wicked. Our five favorite kind of toys that best kind of evoke. It's t- it's stuff. tough. Yes, yeah, but let's uh, yeah, do it. Again, a tough one. Yeah, it is a tough one because again, toys have life cycles depending on your age. Yeah, right. So, like, what toy were you most attached to throughout the entirety, or the one that brings you the biggest amount of joy from a nostalgic perspective? A lot of these lists, I try to go kind of mostly just on instinct. Maybe sure. like just kind of not overthink it, and maybe. 
through that you find the most meaningful uh, thing. So for my first toy or toys line of toys, oh baby, I'm gonna go Transformers. Wow, yeah, something that I remember playing. Uh, the, remember the Transformers used to have the little the heat sensitive stickers used to rub your finger oh on your thumb on, and it would tell you if it was a Decepticon or a, so good. But man, I just loved like Optimus Prime and. It's so weird that he is, he was a transport truck. <laughs> it was just a big transport truck. But you could just like put them together and all the accessories. And, the, you know, I just, for that sticker, though, it still sticks in my mind as something that was just so cool to, to do. And I would, you know, have endless entertainment just rubbing my thumb on it to try to get the picture. <laughs> that sounds bad. It sounds, sounds dirty. Just so cool to, to do, and I would, you know, have endless entertainment just rubbing my thumb on it to try to get the picture. Have endless entertainment just rubbing my thumb on it. No, no, no. Listen, that's that's that era. That was the that was the gimmick that sold the toy. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Right? Like that was for you, that would that was that thing that you're like, oh my god, look, look what it does. Right? But we didn't have anything else to distract ourselves with, so no wonder a toy yeah. with a sticker that changes color was our <laughs> occupier. But for then the, day. the the cartoon also was amazing to watch right. the TV show, and also also I mean like all I need to all I need to say is let's let's play fill in the blank, Matt. Okay, you ready? Okay, go. Transformers. Boy, the beats the eye. Exactly. There you go. See, perfect. Like that's such a memorable hook, such a memorable song. Most certainly, yeah. Well, think of the influence of Transformers on other toys mm-hmm. that came out afterwards, which I'm actually going to touch on right now. Number five, for me, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh, yes, exactly. Yeah. Because just think of the Zords, the Megazord. There's Transformers transforming into a new era's relevancy. For sure. Yeah. It was actually the largest Christmas toy of 1994. Wow. Which is right at the height of my, yeah, I still want some cool toys. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I was born in 85, so... Um, you would have been nine, yeah. Yeah, that's right in that point of not quite a teen, just crossing over. But, man, those those toys were too cool to say no to. What, man, I was full on teen. I was 14 at that point, 94, wow. Five you, years? But you still <laughs> wanted them. Yeah, that's funny you say that, though, Like because you were probably still... You know, that like you were mentioning to me before about the wish book. Remember the, the wish book? Oh, looking dude. through, marking all your toys off. You know, leading into that Christmas season of shopping, the paraphernalia that comes with that season makes you so happy to be a kid when you see that catalog come out or that lineup of here's what's coming out in the next couple months. It was yeah. just enough time for you to fall in love with it, get obsessed over it, tell your parents. Added to Santa's list. You know, I, I remember Psycho would sit at my kitchen table just by myself at night, no one else around, only the kitchen table light on, and I would just look through that wish book and just <sighs> dream. Dude, that is magic. I wish I had a wish book right now. <laughs> Every page had different panels, like there were the Batman toys and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and my beloved wrestling figure collection, you know, like all of those sections, mm-hmm. they had their own page and you flipped and you were like, oh my God, each time. <laughs> anyway, wish books definitely help uh, propel your obsession with toys for in sure. that era. 
Hey, Kyle. Yo. What's number four? It's He-Man, Masters of the Universe. Wow. And that's going back super far for me. Because, uh, like, yeah, I don't even know when that... When God, you're doing. ancient. I know. <laughs> five years. This is a lot, though. Like, especially... Remember when you were in high school and someone was five years younger than you? You're like, little baby. Yep. <laughs> you know yep. I mean? That is not your person. By the way, I'm pouring myself some wine. Oh, very nice. And Kyle's enjoying himself some Garrison Tallship. Garrison Tallship. I'm... What is... I, I mean, I think... I consider it to be the finest East Coast beer ever made. You heard it here first, folks. And you heard it. That's, that's that's my statement. Cheers. Cheers, brother. I almost uh, cheers the mic. <laughs> it falls over. Podcast <laughs> over. All right. Um, He-Man, Masters of the Universe. Yeah, what I remember most um, had those great toys. Remember the full-scale uh, Castle Grayskull and Skull Mountain? Like the big like almost you could just and then you buy the little action figures to like roam around through it i remember castle or skull mountain had that little quicks it was like a styrofoam was it styrofoam yeah something like a, a foam quick quicksand thing that you could stick the people in ah, and they'd fall through the, like to their deaths oh Man. dude and uh obviously the tv show was big battle cat um and then i she-ra i wasn't into she-ra too much but yeah, by the power of Grayskull. There you go. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, that's iconic. And again, it it wasn't my thing. So Transformers, He-Man, they weren't my thing. But I'm totally aware of the toys more than the show. Yeah. I had Skeletor mm-hmm. and He-Man. Skeletor is an awesome design, too. Yeah, look at those figures. Look at Skeletor. He's awesome. Yeah, Skeletor... <laughs> Skeletor is the... The yellow skull face. <laughs> Looking at that, do you not see Shredder? The, and also, they appear to be the same body. Like, Well, of course. <laughs> just to replace the heads. Just a different coat of paint, my friends. Oh, sh- you see Shredder and Skeletor? Yeah, The purple, so. the shoulder pads. Yeah, the shoulder pads, you're right. The like villain. He- That's true. Come but on. yeah, we'll talk about Shredder in a sec. Spoiler. Most certainly we will. <laughs> In fact, that's my number four. Hey! Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Those toys were incredible. Yes. Yeah. I guess we'll do a joint. Oh, no. Okay, you're doing number four, yeah. Because that's my number three. I'll just spoil it right now. Let's do a joint Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles discussion. Yeah, Turtles, uh, it was very, very cool. I had the pizza thrower. Oh man, the pizza! That was thrower. like a caravan that you loaded them into. Oh yeah, and it, and it would throw pizzas out of the front of it. Little discs. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, they weren't little discs, my they were friend. Little pizzas. They were little pizzas. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, all of the figures, the extension of the universe that was created in the TV shows, and then later the movies. Uh, amazing. Mm-hmm. After the movie, I think it was 1990. Maybe the first Ninja Turtles movie came out. And it was such a huge movie and got me into the Turtles at that time. Um, and I found the graphic novels uh, just by just pure interest. But do you have? did you ever read any of those graphic novels? Like They're the incredibly violent. It's so violent and so different from what the Turtles turned out to be. And I still have. I bought, I bought four of them all at once. And it was like volume one, volume, I forget. But yeah, I have, number, I have a number one... Teenage Mutant Turtles graphic novel, like the origin story graphic novel. No way. I love it. It's I still go back to it. But yeah, it's really awesomely drawn, really violent. 
strange that all four of them had like red bandanas, but they still had all the characters were intact, all the same names. But yeah, incredibly violent. Such a I don't know, very distinct <laughs> vision that was you know just went a completely different direction once they realized they could. Yeah, let's we should probably market this to kids and make millions of dollars. The packaging alone. Look at that logo, brother. Yeah. That logo is iconic. Very iconic, yeah. The, yeah. Tur- the turtles font with the, it's like almost the shell design with for the letters. Such, so recognizable. So the variations of the turtles figures were incredible as well. Remember those cheap costumes way, way back when all it was was just a cheap plastic, like, um, a cheap plastic kind of like tarp? And then the really cheap mask oh. with the single elastic band that would just hold it on. Yeah. I had a turtles, definitely had a turtles. They were always sharp around the edges. So like you'd put the mask on. Hurt and, your nose. And it would be cutting into you. Yeah. But you're like, man, it feels so cool in this. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, who's, who's your favorite turtle? Favorite turtle? I got mine. i always be. Well, maybe it's changed. But when I was a kid, I did have a definite favorite. We all did. My favorite turtle was Donatello. Donatello? Yeah. Oh, man. He's lame. <laughs> He's only got the staff. Michelangelo has nunchucks, man. Two nunchucks. I, I'm aware. But you know why Donatello was my pick? Why? Purple. Oh, you like purple. That's the, that's the reason? Yeah. Okay. I identified with the color. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I cared that it was orange, but man, I just loved Michelangelo's nunchucks. I think that's why I liked him. Yeah. But obviously now as an adult, <laughs> as an adult thinking about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Leonardo is the man. He's he's the leader and he's He got, is. He's got samurai. He's got two samurai. I'm starting swords. to to identify now in my 30s more with Raphael. Like I am now upset more with the world than I am with fixing it. <laughs> um that's interesting too, though, because the movie gave them very distinct personalities. Most certainly, like actually well thought out personas. Yeah, where I don't know if that existed in the graphic novels. Now that I'm thinking, I have to, I have to read them again, maybe to try to maybe look for some subtext. But yeah, you had Raphael that was kind of like the stubborn um, thug. Yeah, you had Michelangelo that was like the party dude, party guy that just always wanted to eat pizza. Donatello was kind of the intellectual. Mm-hmm. And uh, Leonardo was obviously the wise. He was the brains of the operation. Yeah. Really. Aside from Splinter. Well, Splinter, yeah. But. um, Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about like Splinter and Shredder. Shredder is. The Foot Clan. Dude, Shredder is one of the ultimate villains. I would say so for sure. Yeah. But I was just realizing now that he kind of very Darth Vader-esque. Oh, most certainly. The full face mask, the whole garb. Um, Yeah. So turtles so that was my number four that's your number that was that was my number three that was my next one all right so that was was, so that pretty good well that's that then okay cool moving (laughs) right along so your number three my number three the real ghostbusters this is crazy scary what's going on right now because we're just going to continue on with the trend because my number two so we're kind of off by one, but yes, let's discuss. So obviously, yes, the real Ghostbusters. Because of the movie, anything Ghostbusters. Oh, hey, oh, he's. Did you hear that, folks? Now we're on to some uh, Two Crows. Lies, uh, Lies, hmm. table beer. Yeah, that's that's a fine local draft, of course. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, 
yeah, the show, I wasn't into the show so much. I can't, I don't really remember, you know, really f- liking it or following it that much. But the toys, yeah, look at those toys. Remember the the proton packs and the, where it was just a little thin piece of plastic that came out of it. They used to kind of twirl with your thumbs and go, doo, 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 doo. I can't wait to actually dig these out for my son because. You still got these? I'm an only child. My parents haven't gotten rid of anything. So I have all of these at home, at my parents' home. When I was looking through the Ghostbuster toys themselves, they're, again, like we were talking about with the turtles, so many variations of them. So here's the regular uh, uniform lineup. Similar to the turtles, each turtle had a color, right? They had a variation of green. Each Ghostbuster had a variation of their own uniform only for the tv show and the toys that came after i remember a, a, just a, this make looking at you just show me a picture of the um four ghostbusters and they had those little slimers that could you could fit over their heads i think and they were just made out of yeah yeah that one with the, the plastic right man that just to me i just think of christmas i can just bring me it oh, brings brother. me back to i got some christmas presents and oh man stave puff marshmallow man Remember the um I forget what it was called now but it looked like it looked like a purple or a like a purple glob of something and it had an eye, one eyeball and you could hit it and it would pop out there it is Oh my goodness man Look this, at all these This was the top to that The oh, the football player and he opened up and that was a mouth I cannot believe that and I, then I totally this forgot one, about the football player The toilet I don't remember the toilet at all. I love that one because it was poop related. <laughs> but you would it, it you would slide it along and the the toilet lid would do that. Oh, look at the monster too with the ecto. You could buy the ectoplasm, oh, uh, and it yeah, would like yeah, ooze yeah. out of the uh, the nose. It was like a snot monster or something. Fantastic! Look at this. Man. If you were a Ghostbuster toy fan, you should be in this room right now because <laughs> it's incredible to look at this stuff. I also had this series, the Monster series, so it was almost like the Universal Monsters. Yeah, the Mummy. I remember. So they the had mummy. the glow in the dark Mummy, where like the limbs would fall off and the head. You could show that it's shrunken underneath the, uh, uh, like the Quasimodo, uh, the Wolfman. That was a really really cool one. I, I I think I played with that one the most. You just squeeze the legs together and he would go like he would talk himself back. <laughs> Um, that was a lot wow. of fun. This zombie and with brain Why did, <laughs> shoots up and down. This Dracula was a lot of fun too. Why didn't I keep these toys, man? Well, sometimes parents went on a cleaning craze. Yeah. It seems like you and I on this episode are focusing more on action figures than other types of toys from this era. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I guess that's just where my mind went. Like, what kind of what are you what are you talking about? Well, when I was doing some research, like you know, for me, the the nineties were where I remember the most of a combination of marketing, the wish books, television, and the desire at stores to be like, oh my god, I want that. Like yeah. that's that's the era that I remember. But uh, for instance, uh, an honorable mention, and if not tied for number one. Um, I will say was my Power Wheels Jeep. Yeah. Wow. Like I had so much fun in that. It might have went as fast as the speed of smell, but it was so much fun to be in. I had the red one. It had the windshield that you could fold up, fold down with the windshield wipers, had a, 
a fake CB radio that you could tap into. And, you know, like, it was so cool. That's awesome. And the battery would die, you know, every five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was a chubby kid, too. So I really, I think I really pushed that to the limit. Probably my favorite, most cherished Christmas morning memory of all time. Yes. Uh, me and my brother raced downstairs to see underneath our tree. GT Snow Racers, baby. Oh. <laughs> Remember those? Oh, my God. At the height. Oh. Remember at the height of GT Snow Racer, oh. and like every kid, it was just basically a a really cool looking, like <laughs> kind of toboggan slash. Look at that thing! It was almost like a Looks big like wheel a, on skates. Yeah, with the wheel that almost. Look, it's like they designed it to look like a BMX bike, and look at the suggested suggested things BMX. Right. But yeah, look how badass those things were, man. You'd fly down the hill and you just you you build ramps to just like just sail off them. Oh my God! Yes. Pogs, yes. Can't I can't I can't go back to the nineties without thinking of how wild the craze was of pogs, and also it was like a weird jailhouse style bartering system that would go on in the playgrounds and in the fields behind the schools. You'd be like trading pogs, or you'd fight for pogs. You'd have battles with like you know what I mean. Yeah. Some people would bust out like they're huge. Uh, <laughs> wait, that sounds bad. They're go slammer. Up, go up behind the school and bust out your huge slammer. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember people, they had different, yeah, were they called slammers? Mm-hmm. The, the weighted kind of discs? I don't know how long I played Pogs, but I remember that whatever I whatever period I played them for, it wasn't for long, but it was the craze that I bought into. And that's that's a very memorable craze of, you know, that school age i'm gonna play this with my friends or with other kids that i don't know like it's like playing dice or marbles you know in an alley somewhere yeah that's what i mean yeah yeah yeah. it's that shady game but (laughs) it was it was getting so full-blown like there was collectability it was a very cheap game but your parents paid a lot for cardboard (laughs) definitely paid a lot for spence some cardboard had like holographic decals on it, different colors, you know. Oh, so that's how you sold it? Exactly. All right. Well then. Pog would Special be Special edition, Mom. <laughs> Which I'm going to lose next week at school because your son sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Number two for me was Batman. Nice. Just Batman. Any Batman. So when 1989 Batman came out, my Batman craze started right then and there, and I haven't gotten over Batman. I'm still a Batman fan through and through. Yeah. Mainly because his villains were so badass. For sure. Well, I mean, iconic, right? Joker. Probably one of the greatest villains of all time. Still to this day, like yes. winning Academy Awards. Twice now. Yeah, that's true. Two different actors have won Academy Awards playing Joker. And in recent years. That's weird. I didn't yeah. realize that. That's weird, wild of- stuff. <laughs> um, so yeah, Batman 89 toys. There were some really fun variations of those. Um, almost like you said about the sticker that changed color with your Transformers. There was a Joker that you dip his head in water, and he would go from <clears throat> he would go from Joker white and green hair to Jack Nicholson flesh tone. Hmm. And then as it dried, it would go back to Joker. Because in the movie, he he transformed himself while he was in full Joker mode. 
of course, the gadgets that came with it, because Batman had gadgets. Superman didn't need gadgets. That's why I don't like Superman. Superman is John Cena. Nobody likes him because he wins all the time. He's Superman. I, it's, it's, <laughs> you know what? Even within that realm, to me, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I can't believe that someone's that perfect. Yeah. As for just completely human character, he he is pretty amazing. Yeah, because he's a crazy rich guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. He like doesn't he's, have superpowers. He just has all the money in the world. He's the 1%. What's your number one? Number one, wow. So Already? This is crazy. This We actually might have a joint number one. I don't know. I was thinking about it. And, I, I don't know. No, maybe. Okay. Because when I was thinking about it, and I'm just thinking about pure joy in being a child and playing with... Um, you know, just a set, like in collecting a set of toys. My number one is going to be WWF Wrestling Superstars. Really? <laughs> yeah. I you really remember, didn't think that was going to be your number one. Remember the ring, and it was like made it a kind of cheap, thin plastic, and the yeah. rubber action figures, and you'd put them on the top rope, and you'd throw them down, you'd chuck them around, and they'd bounce around, and there was everybody's characters were in there. My God, I really didn't think that you were going to go <laughs> wrestling. Yeah, because that's my number one. I told you, man. I knew it. I knew we were going to have a joint number one. That's a- <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, WWF figures, dude. Like, they were yeah, great. They were the best. Man. Now, I was thinking about it today. There was the first the first series of them. They were the big rubbery ones that didn't move. The ones you were talking about, right? Maybe, the, maybe those are the ones I'm talking about, yeah. Yeah, so there was like Hulk Hogan and, you know. So on, just right. super rubbery, and you should like wrap the arms around them and like get them all into kind of crazy knots and just chuck them around that little ring with like the little elastic bands of the ropes and that definitely I broke and tied together again. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I definitely had those superstars of wrestling, sling them and fling them. <laughs> yeah, sling them and fling. Yeah, I used to like get them all jammed up in the ropes or yes. just or use the ropes. I remember you used to do like a slingshot and like pull. Almost like just see how far you could actually right. launch them across the room. Yeah, you'd have to get someone to hold down the ring while you stretch it to maximum capacity. Yeah, that's incredible. Wow. I'm so happy that we had a number one, and I thought I was the wrestling fan. Um, but yeah, I know for me. Well, that era of wrestling for me sure. was, yeah, I kind of definitely fell off after that, but um, definitely yeah. holds a special place in my heart. Like those toys in that era of the WWF for sure for me. On the Netflix series, uh, The Toys That Made Us, they mm. did a, an episode on wrestling toys. They talk about the deals that they tried to get and secure. But then the 90s toys were more my era. So, like, that's where we had the wrestling buddies. They were wow, stuffed wrestling doll. Buddies. The Ultimate Warrior. My favorite. Actually, I'm, I'm going to go on record and say that the Ultimate Warrior is my favorite wrestler. That's ever. clearly my favorite. <laughs> I've got three of them still in their packages. I've got DVD sets. I've got everything I could to salvage and keep here. And my son loves the Ultimate Warrior now. When they came, I remember, I forget what year this was now, but they came here to the forum. Yep. And they... Uh, um, we my uh, my dad I remember managed to get seats kind of close to where they ran out, right. like the the hallway or whatever, yep. and uh, yeah. got got to touch got to touch the Ultimate Warrior as he ran by. It was one of the greatest things. Yeah, ever. that must have been a quick touch. It was he because he, he he yeah he races out right. All right, so yeah, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week where we're going to talk about our favorite video games from our childhoods. So, for Nostalgia Junk Podcast, I'm Kyle Smith saying, 
by the power of Grayskull! And I'm Matt McGraw saying, Feel the power of the warrior! Hello yet again, and welcome to the Insanely Dangerous Retro Pod Show. Size doesn't matter, it's what you do with it. Yes, well, I mean, I'm off now because I've got to go and scream. Absolutely garbage. Pauly Shaw is somebody I don't really give a fuck about. He did kick me off the arse! <laughs> nice, nice argument there. Oh, shut up. Shut up, Oh, there's a finger. I, I almost urinated. Tune in next week because I just can't stop loving you guys. It's the Batman jeans. No more Andy Hinchcliffe. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> What's up, dudes? I'm Jerry D of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s. Toys, movies, specials, music, books, fashion, and fads. If it was gnarly during Christmas in the 80s, he's got it covered. Wait, is there a lot of things to talk about for the 80s and Christmas? Well, you got the movie giants like Christmas Vacation, Scrooge, and A Christmas Story. There are TV specials like Muppet Family Christmas, Claymation Christmas Celebration, and a Garfield Christmas Special. Plus classics shown every year. You also jam out to Last Christmas, Do They Know It's Christmas, and Christmas in Hollis. But most of all, it was a time for the most bodacious, best-selling Christmas toys ever, like He-Man, G.I. Joe, Transformers, and Cabbage Patch Kids. Yes, them too. We cover them all, plus much more, including standard segments like Hap Hap Happiest Memory, Gagney with the Spoon, The Other Half of the Battle, and Chant with the Littles. So tune in to Totally Rad Christmas everywhere you get your podcasts. Turn the clock back and dive into those warm and fuzzy memories. Later, dudes! <laughs>